Welcome to Sports Talk Zone, where sports is live. I am your host, Renarja McPherson, alongside... Mikhail Hutchinson, and this episode is sponsored by Brina Boutique. For all your fitness apparel and workout accessories, check out Brina Boutique on Instagram. That's Brina underscore Boutique 876 on Instagram. Our first topic of discussion today will be recently concluded series between West Indies and Pakistan, where West Indies drew the series 1-1. Our top performer for that series for the West Indies, Jason Holder, who made 147 runs in the series with the bat, and Jaden Seals, who took 11 wickets with the ball. For Pakistan, it was Babar Hazam, who made 193 runs in the series, and Shaheen Afridi, who took 18 wickets with the ball. Mikhail, how do you feel about this series overall? Where did you think West Indies go right and where do you think they went wrong? With this concluded series, being that it drew, I can say it's a fair result for the West Indies, being that Pakistan is a team ranked fifth, while West Indies is ranked seventh. So we would glad draw that series, but based on the position that West Indies was in, that they won the first test match, and then in the second test match, we only had three days or three and a half days of cricket due to rain. We should have at least drew that match. So I'm disappointed we didn't end up winning the series. Do you think our batsmen underperformed? They performed to the best of their abilities. I hope we need to get some better batsmen. Trust me, our batting is failing us. It has been letting us down. I can't tell last West Indies made even 300 runs. And in modern cricket of today's era, we need to be able to bat for long. We need that shake up in the side. West Indies have a problem of giving persons too many chances before they change their batting order, their batting lineup, or even the bowlers. They play one player too long before giving other potential players a chance. I would say I agree with you to a certain extent as far as the result of the series. I think we did fairly well. Our bowlers normally are the, the ones that keep us in games. Our batting need to get better and we tend to see that in every series. We don't have a, a standout batsman in the Caribbean, which I think is what we lack to really help us to take that big step to be more competitive with better teams. Yeah, because as you said, our best batsman was Jason Holder, who is a all-rounder. Rounder, exactly. But in that, what, number six or seven? I think around seven, yes. And he's our best batsman. So what happened to one to six? That's what I'm saying. If you look at other teams in the world, most of them have one or two world-class batsmen are very high quality batsman that they could depend on to take them deep into their inning and put the team on their shoulder. We don't have any player like that in our team currently. So my question to you then, what is the way forward with West Indies cricket? Why don't we have these world-class batsmen since Brian Charles Lara? Have we produced any world-class batsmen since then? I will put Shonda Paul in that category. Yeah, well, that was in the same era. Since they have yeah. both gone, I can't recall we have any Okay, in the I, I would say after Christopher Gale, which is arguable, right? Mm -hmm. I would say that West Indies haven't really produced any batsman that we would consider world class. We have potential world class batsman. Some people would say like Aaron Brava had the potential of mm -hmm. being a world class batsman, but did not fulfill that potential. A lot of people think that. Edmire is also a person that have that potential. Sheo is a person that have that potential, but they have yet to fulfill those potential. But, but these um, persons um, that you mentioned have been playing test cricket for some 30 odd games, which are 60 odd innings and still not living up to that potential. Wouldn't that, that be is true? 
a fair time to you to know show us what you're made of. I, I honestly think that Shea Hope has gotten enough opportunities to truly show if he's able to get the job done and he hasn't. So in my opinion, I don't think we'll ever see like Shea Hope get his full potential in test cricket. Um, the class batsman that he is in the one day, why isn't that able to come over into test? <sighs> I don't know if it's a mental block or if it is just it's just lack of concentration on batting because we see Joe batting at times and he look very elegant and clean and all the things that you would use to describe a quality batsman then out of nowhere he gets out but this doesn't happen in one day but I don't know why it happened. Uh, is it that case probably the feeling restrictions that is in limited overs cricket so he's able to exploit that compared to test match? Possibly but Shea Hope's style of batting I would think fit more to test than yeah because he's not that aggressive he doesn't hit over the top he's a more as i said elegant he plays on the ground yeah so that's what i would think but i think the way forward for west indies cricket right now is to try and to find youths that is coming up in the under 15 under 19 level and try to develop them as much as they possibly can do as much camps as they possibly can to develop these players and also what I think a lot of the time sportsmen not just not just cricketers but just sportsmen and women overall need to have in order to reach that top level and perform at that top level is good psychological valuation like someone to help them stay focused help them to, to be mentally prepared and ready for what the other stage brings so that they won't break when the pressure come along. Um, it is said that the advent of T20 cricket, that is what causing test cricket are the passion to die within the region in the Caribbean. Do you think that is so? Because we are still a dominant force when it comes on to T20, probably not the number one team as we once were, but we're still on any given day, we can take on any one of these teams. What I will tell you is that in shorter version of games doesn't necessarily show your full potential, right? Because right. if you're playing 20 overs and you have success for 50 overs, there's a good possible chance you can win the game, mm -hmm. right? But to say that T20 is destroying test cricket in the caribbean because we still see other teams worldwide perform well at t20 and still perform well at test and i believe one of our re big reason for not performing as well in the test match is because we don't have a core set of players who are constantly playing cricket in all three formats because if you look at it we only have one player who currently does and at the end of the day he is our best player and that is jason ola i will give you a little bit of pushback on that england test team one day team and t20 team is reasonably different but them still have certain players you like have maybe like joe Root three person but that that's still are. a core where you can build around we just have one okay if you consider three a core enough to, to build around then i guess yeah. i can disagree with that and i believe we don't have and i don't know why we have this approach as we're on the topic of 320 the cpl has now started and for our audience out there listening, that is the Caribbean Premier League, which is a franchise T20 cricket competition in the Caribbean. This is the ninth edition of the CPL and it began with the defending champion Trinidad Knight Riders taking on the Amazon Warriors in the first game, which was on August 26th, and then Amazon Warriors won by nine runs. So let's look at some of the teams. So the teams that are in the tournament are 
the Barbados Royals, Guyana Amazon Warriors, Jamaica Talawa, St. Kitts and the Nevis, and St. Lucia King and Trinibago Knight Rider. Mikhail, which one of these teams you think are the favorite to win it all? Ah, that's a very tricky question. Every year, the Knight Riders have a strong core of players because a lot of players have played for West Indies are currently in the West Indies team, such as Kieran Pollard, the captain, Lendl Simmons, and we know the powerhouse that they bring to the table. I also like the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots with the controversial Chris Gale. <laughs> because you don't know, he's a destructive force or once was, I would say, in my opinion. He has long passed his best, but uh, people still think that he has it in him at the age of 42. What says you? So you're asking me if Chris Gale is finished? Basically, and then you can give me your view and also which team you think will win and why. Is Chris Gale finished? That's a tough question to, to answer about a player who was deemed the most destructive batsman in T20 cricket. You use a very um, important word. Was, 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 was. <laughs> what, what I would say is that he's not what he used to be. Okay. But to say he's totally finish i would not say that but i would say he's on his way out though at his age to maintain the same level of quality cricket as he did prior would yes. be very difficult right there is not many batsmen we see play until they are in their 40s that beside maybe a shanda paul who did it like in tests and maybe mike Hussey mm -hmm. who, who did it for for australian csk but for the most part i think he's on his way out but i don't want to say he's he's finished that is a bold statement I think there's a little bit left in the tank. But this man, he made 67 the other day and everybody was saying he's back, but not realizing this was his first half century in four years. Yes, but that doesn't mean that he can't have a year that he come and be quality, right? It's highly unlikely if we have watched that, the statistics. And I, I agree with you on that. That's why I said I wouldn't write him off totally, but I think he's on his way out. Okay. So with that um, said, um, who's the team you said that will win the CPL? For me, the favorite team, the team I have as the favorite is definitely the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. They got two of the most aggressive batsmen that play for West Indies, which is Fabian Allen and Vivian Lewis. It's almost impossible to bowl to those players on their day right then they got quality bowlers also in Sheldon Cottrell and Dwayne Bravo and then they also have a very good all-rounder in Chefane Buttersford so I personally believe that this is the side to beat but as usual you know Knight Riders will always be there and another team I think you can write off is Guyana Amazon Warriors even though even though I know you I know you're gonna have something to say about it. Uran and Hitmaya. Yes. And right off the young talent. Right? So those my favorite is the Patriots, but my dark horses would be the Knight Rider. Knight Riders and Amazon Warriors. For me, the worst team, and it hurt me to say this, in my humble opinion, is, is the Jamaica Talawa. Really? What, what a bomb. With them winning their first game, scoring 255, the second highest runs in the history of the CPL after nine seasons. And with talents like Dre Ross. That's the only talent we have. <laughs> Come on, man. We have Shamar Brooks, even though he's not a not, not but a he's a West exactly. Indian cricketer. <laughs> 
so so is many other players that doesn't perform. Yeah, Chadwick Walton, you know, can hit the ball as well. Chadwick is a decent opener, in my opinion. Yeah, looking at the side, it's not anything to say wow. Yeah, it doesn't. Tell our side, don't jump off the paper to me. But you know maybe, what? Maybe I've been with their bowling though. I don't know if you have saw this new player because he's new to me, Miguel Pretorius. He bowled very well. He got four ah, wickets. Yeah, that's Isn't he? Isn't he South African? I think. Well, yeah, I don't know much about him either. Well, I know no. Imran Khan. That's a good bowler. Yeah, South African. All right. So while we're still on the topic of cricket, England and India, a lovely series that is going on. What you call cricket? This is real <laughs> test cricket right here. Okay. So third test just concluded. England winning by an innings and 76 runs. So the scorecard for that match was England batted and they made 432 top score from Joe Root, 121 runs. Uh, some of his life. I think that is what. Oh, a ninth hundred for the year so far. Going for Dan Bradman's record in a calendar year for the most hundreds. Let's see if we get that. I think, and 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 maybe five of those hundred or four of them is against India. Yeah, he's batting very well. Um, and that's what you call class. As I said, he plays Test one day and ODI. And India in their first innings, they won the toss, chose to bat first. And they were bowled out for 78, with James Anderson getting three wickets for six runs, and Overton got three wickets for 14 runs. And then India batted again. And then I thought they were on a fight back. They were at 250 something. For 15. 215 for two, for two overnight. Yeah, but we had a we had a discussion about this uh, the night prior to the what was that? The fourth day? Yes. And we were talking about there's a possibility Pujara and Virat could bat out until maybe lunch or tea or somewhere around there and have to bat the rest of India team to bat out the day, then maybe they stand a chance of drawing the game. But they end up losing like four wickets in, in no space of time. Collapsed the 278. Yeah, goal. because Pujara started the day at 91 and then he got out. And didn't add any runs to his overnight total. Rat ended on 55. Sharma made 59. And the man of the match was Robinson, Oli Robinson, who bagged 5 for 65 in the second innings. The series is now tied 1-1 with the next game to be played on the 2nd of September to the 6th. So that's something to look forward to. And it's fair to say that test series like this can help move test cricket forward right because yes. what you need from test cricket is a slow paced game is mainly for the purists of cricket but what you need you need game results right i yes. think we gotta find a way to get results in game so making pitches that help both the bowlers and batsmen to duke it out is a very good thing so that's our first session and we ended there with the cricket session moving on to our next topic we're now on to the most popular sport in the world and that's football and one of the biggest news in football in recent history, Manchester United have pulled off a stunning deal to re-sign Cristiano Ronaldo from Juventus. The second greatest player ever in football. <laughs> um, sad ass, who is the first? No need to talk about the GOAT. <laughs> Which is? Lionel Messi. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So one of the game's greatest ever player will once again put on a United shirt after 12 years after he left for Real Madrid. United confirmed that they had agreed a deal for the 36-year-old on Friday evening after it emerged that City had dropped their interest. So, the addition of CR7, what does this mean for Manchester United? Title? Titles and titles only. 
there is no way on earth that you can add the likes of Ronaldo, Sancho, Bahrain, and you're not talking about titles. Whether if it is Premier League titles, FA, FA Cup titles, Champion League, whatever it is, there is no excuse this year for Manchester United not to win trophy. They have fear to say they have had the best transfer window in England. You get Ronaldo. <laughs> a 36-year-old Ronaldo. Remember that. That, <laughs> that constantly score goals. The highest goal scorer in, in Champions League. Just came off the golden boot for Syria here, right? So, he's old, but he score goals. That's a okay. fact. Well, we can't take that from him. I've always called him a very lucky player. I'm seeing that man running on the ball, just licking him and going on the goal. <laughs> score goals. <laughs> okay? He score goals. Whatever way they come, you're going to score them. Alright, with that said, my prediction for Manchester United lineup um would be David De Gea in goal, Wambesaka on the flank along Shaw. Then we have centre-back Varane and Maguire. We have Fred Pogba in the holy midfield role. Greenwood, Sancho out wide. Fernandez in that number 10 position and Ronaldo striking. Uh, what's your prediction on the lineup? Yeah, I think that is the lineup that Ole will use until um, Rashford Rashford. That's what I was when, gonna ask. So when Rashford is back, I think if if Green is between Green, I think maybe man Greenwood. I love Greenwood, but I think when Rashford gets back, maybe Greenwood go back to bench. Okay. But if if I was picking the team, I would put Sancho on the bench. So my question. I'm not sure if it was announced what number would Ronaldo be wearing. Bro, they need to take themselves <laughs> from Cavani and give it to Ronaldo. It's a disrespect for this man to come back to United and you look at him and give him some number that people don't even like to wear on shirt, right? Seven. Cavani just have to know you got to give up the seven. That's it. There is no, no nothing to discuss. I'm liking the United squad. They have depth. And as you said, with playing in four different competitions this year, Season. Even though at times changing up your lineup can no excuse, no can, excuse can hit no you out of sync excuse. with who you're playing and how you play because no world ballers are world ballers, bro. No yeah. excuse. Fernandez, Ronaldo, Varane, Maguire, Shaw, Pogba. Come on, man. There's no excuse. So you think Ronaldo will start in the first game? The first game. Yes. In- this is after that they is come eligible. back from. Um, no, you don't start. They, you know, <laughs> coach like to like for for instance, like a Ronaldo situation, they don't take him off the bench and can get that. Especially if the game is at Old Trafford. Old Trafford, so he can get that applause, you know. So for the first game, I don't think he will start. I think he will come off the bench. All right. So today being August twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, we had some EPL games that were played today. Today's games were Manchester City versus Arsenal, which finished five nil to Manchester City. Aston Villa and Brentford, which ended in a draw, one all. Brighton over Albion and Everton, where Everton came out on top, two nil. Newcastle and South. Hampton played to a 12 draw. Norwich City and Leicester City finished 2 1 with Leicester City being the winner. West Ham and Crystal Palace also played to a 12 draw. And Liverpool and Chelsea played to a 1 all draw. Mikhail, so what is your take on, I guess, I would put in quotation, the first big game of the day Manchester City versus Arsenal? Boy, with Arsenal's recent runner form, I wonder if we should still consider them a big team. I don't. <laughs> 
three. That's their third straight loss in the EPL, even losing their opening game to Brentford. Why? I don't know. I don't know. When the players do well, the managers are praised and the players get the praise. So the teams do bad, only the managers get the blame. I don't know if it's the players in this situation or if the manager is to be blamed. Trust me, I don't know what is going on at Arsenal. What I will say is that Arsenal is a very toxic club in every aspect. From Why you say fans, that? From their fans the players maybe the coach too but i think i think these players not playing like they want to play for arsenal doesn't seem that way i don't see it's maybe two or three players they see on the field giving like their all a lot of these players don't want to be at arsenal some of these players don't want to play for the manager i think arsenal need to like a full overall one of the biggest problem i also see with this team is that they they are cheap right mm-hmm and if you're a big club, can't be cheap. Arsenal now spend over $130 million, I think, in the transfer window. If I'm not wrong, over 130 in the transfer window. And they didn't bring in any quality player. United spent $120 million, right? Got Sancho, got Varane, got Ronaldo. Three big ballers, right? Arsenal bringing in players like Ben White, Ramsdale, like... They're not bringing in players to change the atmosphere at the club. Ah, is it a case that they're in a rebuilding phase? Because it's been quite a while. They've been in this phase ever since Benga was there. So when is the rebuilding going to stop? That's a very good question. I think they need to get rid of the coach. Um, To me, the players don't want to play for Arteta. I don't know why. Probably his inexperience as a top flight manager. Probably he doesn't know how to get the best out of his players. Um, Because they have quality players. I disagree. I think they got a few quality players. I don't yeah, think they have a bunch. Because I like Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. I like him. Yeah, I like him. That's one out of 18 players that play. That's Saka. Pepe, William. Well, William? He's a very good player. Bro, William, William Days are behind him, bro. You can't say that about William, but you can't say that about Chris Gale. <laughs> This is football, that's a total different thing. Alright, you can't say that about William, but you can't say that about CR7. No, yeah, disrespect Ronaldo, and I'm not even the biggest Ronaldo fan. But I'm just saying, he's a still a good player, but um, as I said, the coach needs to go. I don't know how long will it take until they sack him. Well, I'll, I think I read an article where I was, guys, one of them, thing, I don't remember. Where I say he got like five games to go. <laughs> After those five games, if, if the rules are not what they want it to be, you probably be gone by then okay uh, ample amount of time to turn things around and the games that they have coming up are not difficult games these are games that they should win in my opinion well they should have won the opener yeah but as i said it's arsenal bro negative nine goal different shame all right let's look at the other top game that i played today chelsea versus liverpool two of the top big dogs what i think about that game i think that game was it underwhelming for me but i think for a lot of like chelsea supporters they would be happy with the result i think that liverpool should have done better being that chelsea went down to the 10 men but i have to give chelsea credit the way they defended was stellar you know Chelsea, in my opinion, Chelsea look like, don't want to admit this, but they might look like the favourite to win it all, man. You think so? 
their defense is their defense is stellar and they got a striker that scored goals. That's right? in Lukaku, right? Yep. And they, they and they got depth too, right? So I think that today game is a show off class for Chelsea. A show off class for them. Um with Chelsea current farm and what we have seen since Thomas Tuchel took over at Chelsea because at the time they couldn't beat anyone in the big six but since under his reign they have beaten Manchester City three times including in the UEFA Champions League final they are unbeaten against Liverpool and Manchester United and they are yet to lose this season is it his greatness is he the best manager in the world right now why Chelsea is performing like that or is it I don't know what is it I'm not going to say best, best manager in the world is Pep Guardiola bro <laughs> but what I will say is doing a very good job with Chelsea. Maybe he has more disciplined players now where he can instill his methods and things that he wants from them that they will follow and go there and give it their all. And it is working because I remember when he was in Paris, was not he wasn't getting the same result as getting here, right? So But these were the same set of men Frank Lampard had and he wasn't using them to their best ability as far as I'm concerned because I didn't even remember that Kante was at the club under Lampard. This is where we go back to coaching and quality of coaching. Not because coach um, Derby in the championship means that you're ready to coach Chelsea. So I'm saying? That's true. Not because you are Pep Guardiola assistant manager means you're ready to coach Arsenal. We have to allow coaches to build up their reputation first before you give them jobs for big club right right the only manager right now at a big club that doesn't have the, the reputation right mm -hmm. is Ole. Ole. yeah but he's doing okay so far i personally is not a fan of him but he's doing okay he's doing decent just need to win trophies now and this year he has to win trophies. well being a united supporter we will win I'm hoping, I'm cheering for them. As I said, we have quality players, no excuse. Should get some form of silverware this season. Time will tell. Time, Time will, will tell. Okay, and that brings us to the end of our first episode on Sports Talk Zone. Thank you all for listening. Hope you guys are enjoying the content and hopefully we can deliver more content and bigger better things so continue to look out for we on a weekly basis um you can check us out on instagram at sports talk zone we also have a youtube channel sports talk zone and we'll be on all form of social media platform just look out for the sports talk zone thank you for tuning in with us have a lovely rest of your day whenever you're listening to this do enjoy be safe and take care